0: And now for something completely different.
1: Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts we travel to understand, understand the things the Lord requires of us as we have learned to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First up, We move past the Divine Comedy. We understand the leftover results of the Divine Comedy. So remember this. Peter was in jail, and then he was delivered from his bondage. Herod Agrippa freaked out, interrogated the soldiers who were responsible for watching Peter. The result of Herod's embarrassment was that he executed the soldiers. It's not as uncommon as you think that people tend to execute one another or go after one another. When they're embarrassed, right? Next, but God does not ignore the actions of the unrighteous, or deal, and he deals with them as he sees fit. The following events in Herod's life involve him making a speech to the people of Tyre and Sodom. These people were in a bad situation with Herod. They were dependent on him for their resources, and they had displeased him. So they decided to do whatever they could so he wouldn't be angry with them any longer. So they heaped praises on him and told him how great he was. And here it comes, the biggest of the big. Herod accepted the people's worship for himself instead of giving God the glory. He received it for himself because he thought he was that good. He justified himself. He didn't justify God. The Lord didn't think highly of that, so God killed him and consumed him with worms. And yes, that's the New Testament. This is the fate of those who reject the worship that belongs to God. They go fishing, but they are the bait on the hook. Ouch.
2: You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
1: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and... Oy vey. so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David, at he must increase dot org. That's David at he must increase dot org. You can text us live during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. That's how I found out we need to be praying for Annika. She needs prayer. Her back has put her out. You guys need to keep praying for that. We'll keep praying for that. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D.
0: Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid Dynamite Let
1: me tell you, talking to Dynamite D creates a sense of security for you like snow tires riding on the snow. See, you just feel like a little safe That's right a lot there. of security. There's a lot of security there. Don't hesitate. Reach out to us. Maybe you've got a prayer request. Maybe you've got a praise report. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you're looking for something and you just don't know why you stumbled across the station, but God has something to say to you. Maybe you just want to talk and you just want to make sure that people know you're okay or want to make sure that they know you're there. Hey, we're here. We're here to help, to encourage, to strengthen, to bless. It's not a kvetch fest. There's lots of that, and we don't we're, we don't kvetch about that. You have those opportunities. But here we're looking to just encourage one another. Just 90 minutes a day, let's do a little bit of patting on the back, smiling, and that a boy, that a girl kind of mentality. And if you want to, you know you can reach out to us in any of those ways. You know what you can also do? You can also answer Bible trivia if you're feeling pretty good. In John's Gospel, who did Jesus see sitting under a fig tree? In John's Gospel, who did Jesus see sitting under a fig tree? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can send an email David at he must If memory serves me well, and it has been a little cold lately, so it's not serving me as well as normal. Uh, I think that's John chapter one in the later part of the first uh, in the first gospel. I think pretty sure, kind of sure. Mostly sure, okay? Don't forget about the show. It's a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. See, you just got to buckle up a little, campers, because uh, this is all about the show. We're all about trying to encourage and bless and strengthen one another. We'll get into the text in a second, but I got to tell you, the second spoon buffoon experience. That's right. We had one on Tuesday. Wait, anyway, somebody's calling in. We'll give them a chance to answer the trivia question. But I just want to point this out. We had a a buffoon spoon experience, a spoon buffoon experience on Tuesday, going out of the driveway, sliding in the ice, spending 45 minutes trying to get back up the driveway. Not the smartest move ever. But wait, that's hardly anything, okay? We do have somebody who's going to answer the trivia question. We'll answer that first, and then I'll tell you what happened to us yesterday because it uh, never seems to end for us I'll go ahead and send them through knock knock this is David who am I talking to
0: Uh, this is your little brother from your other mother
1: hello brother how are you
0: good 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 hey before I so disconnect I'll just give the answer is Nicodemus
1: (laughs) okay now look look sitting under a tree Sitting under a tree, a disciple. Oh, Nathaniel! That's it, brother! I knew you knew that. Come on! <laughs> oh, brother. You're too funny. How good are you? How how are things going? Ah, uh, well, I'm driving right now in
0: this uh, really beautiful weather. <laughs> uh, just praying every second god's protection
1: yes well for don't me take me and your, your eyes for everybody
0: don't take your eyes because off the even, road
1: right don't because don't.
0: even in Dallas people don't know
1: how to drive when there is a perfect weather <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yes. well you be safe okay i want everybody to be praying yes. for safety and don't forget and this is one of the things i want to remind people you know what's great about god if we keep it right with him he gives us confidence in the middle of a storm so, brother, yes. I speak confidence to you in the middle of the storm.
0: Yeah, well, I'll share a testimony quickly. Yes! Uh, uh, two days ago, the first day of the storm, uh, I had to take my sister to the airport, and we got stuck on a Dallas bridge uh, with the ice, oh, uh, well, uh Oh, my gosh, 45 minutes, and then we started praying, Lord, send an angel. Like, those two people just showed up from nowhere with a big truck starting helping people. And it may, like this would happen exactly within a minute.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, so God hears our prayer. When we call upon his name, he's ready to help.
1: Amen. So I just want to
0: encourage everybody, because I was panicking that I might miss her plane, uh, because it's been 45 minutes, we were struggling. Not just me, there was uh, 50 other cars. But then that person, two people, and then somebody else showed up, just voluntarily helping people. And for us, we prayed, Lord, send your angels to help us.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's a great, great testimony, brother. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's a real blessing for people.
0: Yeah.
1: Good job, brother.
0: I love David Spoon experience and all our brother and sister, the family of Spoon. (laughs)
1: The the little spoons. (laughs) Yeah. We love you, brother, and you keep safe and don't pray with your eyes closed. Okay.
0: Oh, well, if he tells me, I would. (laughs) But right now my eyes are open. Okay, brother. Love you. (laughs) Okay, love you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All
1: right. It's too funny. All right, let's follow that up with our story because that was a good testimony. Now I want to share with you, see, the difference between good, wise prayer and not brilliant, not intelligent things that people do. Okay, ready? All right, good. So I just told you about the experience earlier in the show about you know that driveway experience, right? So we were able to get out of the driveway, and Noel had to go to work uh, to yesterday because uh, she'd already missed a couple of days, and she's got Valentine's Day, and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get into that so anyway i decided i would take since we weren't coming in here i would i would drive right i would drive her in the truck we were able to get the truck moving we i got her there we drove uh to her work we got there about 10 o'clock uh, in the morning yesterday and we stayed there till about three o'clock now for those of you that know me very well five hours in a grocery store. So anyhow, uh, I did spend a lot of time doing show prep and all these other things, and I did things I probably didn't need to do, just filling the time. And then we were done, and she's doing good, and I talk with her boss for a little bit. He likes me. He's a Christian, and we talk. And and then I had this other gentleman literally sit down where I was and start asking me questions. I started sharing you know, biblical truth. He was a Christian, so it was great. I mean, it just the Lord kind of being kind. And then we decide—OK, okay, here's where it gets— <laughs> So then we just said, it's time to go. I said, I can't. I don't think I can do another three, four hours. I've I've pretty much hit my limit, honey. We're going to have to leave. I wasn't trying to be mean or anything like that. She's like, okay. So we get it all together. Uh, We start leaving. We leave to go out to the parking lot. Who's in shorts? I'm in shorts right here. got people actually coming up to me in the grocery store going, why are you in shorts? Okay, seriously. We start walking. I say, well, why don't you wait here by this door and I'll go get the truck and come get you. Right? So I'm walking, right? Walking, right? What do I do? Listen, what do I do when I I can't see my wife because I'm walking towards the truck? I turn around to make sure that she's okay, right? Sounds like a good plan, right? What did I tell you about walking forwards and looking backwards? What have I said 100 times on this show? Difficult to do, right? I turn around to look to make sure that Noelle's right. Certainly seemed right. Turn around. I'm looking backwards. Guess what I did? Woo! Full onslaught again. Total. Total in shorts. Complete slip on the ice. Bammo. <laughs> <laughs> Smacked my shoulder. Twisted the knee a little. Not a lot. <laughs> Wait, here's what's really funny. I'm just telling you guys because you guys need to know this stuff. You you need to be careful when you're walking on ice. You, you can't be like me. I won't tell you what my wife called me, but I, I will just tell you that it wasn't pleasant and I can't say it on the air because it's illegal. But the bottom line is, Right. I wasn't looking forward where I was walking. I was looking backwards, and I fell. I slipped on the ice. There was now water all over my, you know, like the melted part that got on me. Plus, I fell on the ice. I got back up. I got to the truck. Now, wait. Now, wait. Noel didn't see me fall, right? <laughs> so I, I'm drive, and my arm is killing me. It's like a stinger. You know what a stinger is in the arm? It doesn't last forever, but it really hurts, right? And I'm like, ow, ow. And she goes, what's the matter? I said, I, I fell on the ice. She goes, what do you mean you fell on the ice? I said, well, I fell on the ice. And she goes, you fell on the ice? And then she, you know, told me how brilliant I was. And then I said to her, did you see me fall on the ice? And she said, no. And I said, therefore, I retract my statement. I did not fall on the ice, and you have no proof that I did. You're killing me, small. <laughs> And then when I tried to turn the track to turn left, my shoulders started hurting. And so I was going, ow, 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 as I'm turning left. And she goes, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's another spoon buffoon experience. I just fell flat out. I mean flat out. Me- Very
0: slippery walking.
1: Oh, my. You have to look where you're going. You cannot look backwards walking forwards. That is the best illustration you will ever hear because it's true, and it hurt. Okay? All right, thank you very much. That's not to say uh, I don't have my moments, but that moment was not a brilliant one. We'll say that was not a doctorate moment. Okay? All right. That's fair enough. We'll take our break and then come back. we got a lot to cover, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on k 770 the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby or passion. Introducing Cow Punch Sites.
1: that's no bull.
0: Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station.
1: Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com dad. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. "...who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart." Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? YOU FIX YOUR EYES ON JESUS. YOU SEE WITH GOD. WHEN PETER WENT OUT OF THAT BOAT AND STEPPED ON THAT WATER, THERE IS NO NATURAL PRINCIPLE IN THE WORLD, IN in ANY NORMAL UNIVERSE, THAT WOULD ALLOW PETER TO WALK ON WATER. BUT HE DID ONE THING WELL. HE LOOKED AT JESUS, AND AS HE WAS LOOKING AT JESUS, THE BIBLE SAYS HE WALKED ON THE WATER. HE LOOKED AT HIS SITUATION, JUST FOCUSING AT JESUS, AND HE TOOK HIS EYES OFF OF JESUS, AND HE SAW THE WINDS AND THE WAVES, AND HE SANK. HE LOST THE CORRECT ATTITUDE WHEN HE STOPPED SEEING WITH JESUS IN THE PICTURE. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus.
2: The David Spoon Experience.
1: Oh! Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. Ready for your next trivia question. And this hint is so good. It's just so good. I just, I don't know what to say. All right. Ready? Okay. It's not hungry food good like Sloppy Joe's because now I really want Sloppy Joe's with potato, potato, uh, you know. But anyway, all right. In the parable, in the parable, in the parable, what did the man find hidden in a field? Now, before you answer, before you go the necklace route, before you answer, listen to the hint. If you're a pirate, we got to be looking for our hidden Okay, yeah. yeah, come on. That's that a, was too easy of that's a That's a good hint. Right? We're looking for the hidden. I still think about Eric and that joke he told. The sea, matey. That's not R. No, it's the sea. Remember that? too? Okay. Uh, what was the man looking for in the field? That was your hint. See if you can figure it out. 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email to David at he must increase You can do that as well. We do have somebody calling in. Probably going to answer the trivia question. They are. Let's send them on through. Knock knock. This is David, who am I talking to? Oh, this is Deborah. Hi Deborah. Long time no talk to. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good and I'm hoping you're doing
1: good. I'm doing I'm doing better because it's not yesterday and I'm not lying on the ice. Looking around, seeing if anybody's seeing what I just did. (laughs) Talk about embarrassment. Like, whoops. (laughs) Especially in shorts, right? I know. It was so funny. It was a classic. Anyway, in the the parable, what did the man find hidden in a field? Well, I'm thinking it, it was either treasure or gold. Treasure it is! That's it! It is. That's that's why the pirate was like, he's looking for hidden treasure. Yes. Yeah. Good job, Deborah. I appreciate that. Good, good clue. All right. Yeah, that was a good hint, right? That was a good one. That and sloppy yes, joe's. Those are two good hints. Excellent job. Alrighty. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: well, God bless y'all. Y'all have a good afternoon. All
1: right. Thanks. Be safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job by Deborah. Always great job by Deborah. Let's get into the text here. We are in Acts chapter 12, verse, uh, actually we're at verse uh, 18. This is after the Divine Comedy, after Peter tells them, hey, tell James and the other brothers what happened when they went out of the places. This is verse 18, picking it up. It says, at dawn there was a great commotion among the soldiers as to what had happened to Peter. Remember that he was miraculously delivered. Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough search for him. He couldn't. And he couldn't be found. Herod interrogated the guards and sentenced them to death. And afterward, Herod left Judah to stay in Caesarea for a while. So the result is Herod was embarrassed because what he did was he was going to bring out Peter. And instead of having that opportunity... To bring out Peter. The Lord delivered Peter miraculously in his embarrassment, he wouldn't couldn't stand it. And so he had the soldiers executed in order to calm down the embarrassment. And the reason this is important is because people do dramatic things when they're embarrassed. Because they don't like to be embarrassed. There's not any sense of humility or anything like that. There's no recognition, you know, that there's something greater going on. And he executed these soldiers terrible. It's terrible because he was so full of pride and so arrogant. He's just thinking, oh, well, you know, it's these guys' fault. Couldn't even see that God was active, right? And so in order to save himself from embarrassment, he took drastic action. Do you know that there's people in your life that take they take drastic action if they feel embarrassed? It happens a lot. Not to this level, but it happens. And here's this part where I want to go. This part's the big, this is the big teach of the day. Verse 20, now Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. So so they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent on Herod's country for their food. So they made friends with Blastus, Herod's personal assistant, and an appointment with Herod was granted. I just want you to stop right there. The people of Tyre and Sudden were dependent on Herod. They had a high level of dependency. And Herod was mad at them. So they wanted to make peace. Let me explain to you that this is what many people in churches do with the world. They are dependent on the world and they send delegations to make peace. Oh, we don't need to use scripture to be our guiding light. We'll just emulate you we'll just reflect you it's one of the things that i had this conversation with this gentleman at the at uh tom dumb it's like you know in many ways there's not that much distinction between many churches in the world a truer statement has not been spoken that's true in many ways there's no difference and you know what that's a real problem considering that we're supposed to be set apart and sanctified for the kingdom of god It's not that you don't talk to them or or engage with them, but you don't become like them in the capacity of becoming sinful. That's just absurdity. And so in order to make peace, they're going to do whatever it takes to just to be at peace with Herod. And I'm telling you that when the church acts this way, where they're just trying to make peace with the, the world and the worldly, with the secular, they're making peace with Satan. And they don't even recognize it. you got to understand there's Satan, there's secular, there's self, and then overall there's sin. And it's like you can't make peace with the S's. You can't make peace with Satan. You can't make peace with the secular world and the capacity of trying to appease them. You can't make peace with your flesh. You can't make peace with sin. Sin devours you, wants you, consumes you. You can't, like, no, no, no. And these people were willing to do whatever it takes to make peace because they felt completely dependent. Let me explain something to you. I I will give James Roberson some, some massive props in this. 35 years ago, I heard him preach in Phoenix, Arizona. I've heard him a couple of times, okay? But he said that back then they were talking about taking away the nonprofit status. Just so you can know. It's been going on for, for 40 years or more. And you know what he said to this audience of pastors? He goes, So what? He goes, You're kingdom builders. You don't keep your life in line so that the world can be appeased and pleased with you. You are. Live for the king. You don't live to appease. Because appeasement just seem, means you're not standing firm in your own faith and your own convictions. I love that. It's just like, that's, man, we do that. We do that way too often, don't we? I think we do. I think I do. Got to be careful about that. All right, we'll take a break, and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that, too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Get up! And the expression of faith and the results of that expression of faith and the, and and just responding to ignoring what they had to say, not being afraid, having just a little bit of faith, the results were astonishment that God's workings were so clearly manifest. But I will say this, and I, and I don't have any problem saying this sometimes you gotta just change the atmosphere. Oh, that's not, that's not biblical. Jesus kicked them out because they were all naysayers. That's not a, that's not a promotion of positive thinking and positive saying. It is a promotion of you're either going to have faith or if you're going to have fear, go over in the other room, get out. Because we need people to have faith. So he clears the air, They make he makes this bold proclamation, she gets up, and watch this, this is something that I, I'm telling you, I'm getting this as I'm telling to you, how Jesus not just raised her from the dead, but then he's ministering to her afterwards. It's not over. The miracle's done, Jesus has gone off on the white horse and is never coming back. He's having her taken care of after she's raised from the dead. He keeps going, because Jesus cares about how we're doing. It's not a one and done. That's the old, that's the old uh, uh, evangelist thing. You you blow into town, you blow in, you blow up, you blow out. <laughs> that's not how Jesus did it. He stuck around. He helped. And the parents and the disciples. Can you imagine the amazement? I think the disciples had a little bit more prep, right? Hanging out with Jesus a little, right? But could you imagine Jairus and his wife going, okay, what just happened? Your life changed. That's what just happened. It'll never be the same. You'll never be able to deny deny that Jesus Christ completely rearranged your entire universe. There's some of you out there, you need him to do that. You need to change your atmosphere. You need to you need to ignore what other people are saying. You need to stand firm in your faith. You need to stop being afraid, stop being immobilized, and you need to clear the air and trust and believe God for an incredible miracle that will change life. Welcome back Everybody to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, you got to get ready for this trivia question. Alrighty? this is a tougher one. The answer is in the minor profits. Okay? Because that's, that's a nice way to help. And... The answer is really hard to pronounce. You like that? The answer is really hard to pronounce. Which Old Testament prophet would rejoice even though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines? Which Old Testament prophet? Now, what's amazing about this and why I selected this particular trivia question is because this should be us. Right, which Old Testament prophet would rejoice even though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines? That is typically us, and then we would complain and go, Hey, hey, the fig tree is not budding, hey, there's no grapes on the vine, and look what he's looking, it's just so good. He's like, This Old Testament prophet is like. Even though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, this Old Testament prophet said he would rejoice. Okay, it's an Old Testament prophet. It's a minor prophet. So major, the majors are Isaiah, and uh, it's Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel. Lamentations is in there as well. So the minors start from that point on to Malachi, and all I'm going to say. I'll give Joy and Cordelia all the credit. The name of the prophet is really hard to pronounce. <laughs> That's a pretty good, if you look and you just go you read them, you'll be like, oh, okay, got it. 972 445 0770. That would be the number to call if you think you know uh name is very hard to pronounce so that means you got to go look at the minor profits 214-210-8483 that is the text as well david at he must increase.org i send you up into the website at this point all the time in the show and i'm not going to make that much of a big 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 issue but the bottom line is we are financially hurting and we could use some money. So if you can give, great. If not, enjoy the website. Do what you can. Don't feel guilty. Be forward. Be in the Lord. Be full of faith. Keep praying for us. That's what we're asking for. Check out hemustincrease.org.
2: Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report?
1: HeMustIncrease.org must
2: increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He
1: must increase.org.
2: Confused by what's happening right now?
1: He must
2: increase.org. He must increase.org! Uh, what's
1: up, Doc? I can tell you what's not up yesterday, me standing erect. <laughs> <laughs> Down he goes. That's all right. The Lord always has that great ability to humble, doesn't he? Okay. Uh, I will tell you that this prophet, I'm going to give Joy Ann, and Cordelia, so they've got uh, three, three uh, pow-pows, so they're doing pretty good. You can only get one more, but you know it's pretty good. Uh, I will tell you this prophet, it starts with an H.
2: Come on, Dave.
1: I gotta help people. Come on. I know. It's hard to pronounce. Okay. <laughs> it's not Zertzy, which is hard to pronounce too, because I don't even know how that even comes out to be that name. Uh where are we? Uh we gotta do oh, we gotta do history. So let's do history. If you think you know the, the trivia question, trivia question, what is it? Uh old testament prophets would rejoice, even though. See, that's why I picked this. I love this. Even though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, still praise, honor, and glory, and rejoicing in the Lord. Remember, the scripture says, rejoice always. Hallelujah, right? We should be rejoicing always. Well, but Dave, this is a really bad situation. You're right. God made a mistake when he wrote the word of God considering your situation. Or you're making a mistake not believing the word of God. Pick. Pick. Uh, if you think you know the answer, by the way, reach out to us 972 445 0770 214 210 or send an email
0: david at Let's do history. Let's go live, let in the past. Let's go live, let in the past.
1: All right, you ready? Read for history? All right. It's Groundhog Day, technically. Meaning. It's groundhog day again if you ever saw the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. And then it's Groundhog Day again because the whole movie is about repetitiveness. And then it's Groundhog Day again. Groundhog. So it comes so I'm going to I'm going to address that with a story, a joke in the next section. I can't say anything else. It's National Tater Tot Day. Double yum. Double yum. Do you like anything on your tater tots? Yes, uh, of
0: course. Cheese. Huh? Cheese? cheese Do you like cheese?
1: Onion, chilies, that kind of thing?
0: Not onions, but chili, cheese, but for sure cheese. That's the number one thing.
1: Got it. Uh, It's Sled Dog Day, which makes sense here in Dallas where there's global warming. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Everybody asked me how we were doing. I wrote uh i'm really i'm doing okay uh and i'm really happy about global warming as is the pond of ice at the end of my driveway in right texas right oh well it gets cold before it gets warm but then it gets warm before it gets cold and then there's weather okay and climate has nothing to do with weather although the word means weather patterns but okay never mind uh, 18, uh, there was 1876, Major League Baseball started. In 1925, the Iditarod race began. That's the one with the big one in Alaska where they do with the dogs. You know that one? Okay. That's yeah. a big, big, big race. And then 1964, first U.S. spacecraft to strike the moon. Doesn't seem like it'd be a good idea if you didn't know what was going on. But Ranger 6 launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, struck the moon. Unfortunately, its camera equipment failed to operate. I don't know. Striking the moon. I don't think they got any cheese for their tater tots, so I don't know.
2: Striking the moon.
1: Striking, as in they get landed on
2: it. Okay. Striking sounds a bit different, though.
1: Yeah, it does sound different. It's almost like...
2: They're mad at the moon.
1: Right, and what if the moon was like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I got a message for you. Two words. Not happy birthday. All right, so anyhow... (laughs) We know no limit. Which Old Testament prophet would rejoice even though the fig tree does not bud? And there are no grapes on the vines. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text 214 210 or send an email, david at he Here is this. Oh, I just, uh, it's just so important. I know I'm going to blow this, but it's so important. Okay, so let's just, let's just get this right. Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sutton. So they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent on Herod's country for their food. They made friends with Blastus, Herod's personal assistant, and an appointment with Herod was granted. When the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes, sat on his throne, and made a speech to them. And the people gave him a great ovation Shouting, it is the voice of a god and not a man. Wow. So, remember, we were just talking about doing things to placate or to uh, to do things in a way uh, with the world where you're doing this appeasement process. Well appeasement is, you know, one level where you try and bring it down to, all right, well, we'll kind of buy into what you're saying. We won't do anything overly drastic this way or that way. This goes then past appeasement, and many churches do this too, by the way. It's like they're all of a sudden saying this guy who they're dependent on – listen – Puts on his royal robe, so he's looking fantastic. He's dressed to the nines, right? He's sitting on his throne. He makes a speech, and they go, it's the voice of a god. They are heaping praise. Do, do you listening to me? They are heaping praise on this government official. I got a message for you that you're not going to like and I could care less about. Little G, which is government, does not get the praise that goes to God, who is the supplier of food, juxtaposition of being the supplier of the planet that has land and water and the ability to have food, and the praise of man does not take the place of the praise of God. And people that are praising the little G are committing idolatry. Idolatry is having another God before God. And in in Exodus, in the Ten Commandments, in Exodus 20, it says you shall not worship anything in earth or above the earth like you worship God. And people that shout out the praise and try to make people and governments God have lost their minds and have rejected the king of kings. I don't care what you say. You go, That's anti-government rhetoric. Every government has a slice, if not a whole pie, of anti-Christ sentiment. Because they want the praise. Don't you understand that? These people want the praise for themselves that belongs to God. What was the original sin in the garden? What was it? Well, if you eat that fruit, buddy, you'll be like God. What is it that God is worthy of, is deserving of? All of our praise and worship. Anybody that wants praise and worship, there will be a problem. There be a problem. And you think, well, how do you how do you handle that? You don't compromise your values. You stand firm in your faith. You can be appreciative without worshiping, right? You can say thank you without saying you are God, right? All right. Somebody's calling in to answer the trivia question. All right, send them on through. <laughs> Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. Now that I've recovered from falling on the ice because I am not very talented nor coordinated. Uh, oh, you did?
0: You did? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You're I took or? I took a good spill on the ice, brother. Just <laughs> bam, down I went. But like I said, my wife didn't see it. So then when I told her, and she started making fun of me, I denied it because <laughs> I said you didn't you didn't see it. Therefore, you can't prove it. <laughs> Are you sore? Uh, I was yesterday, <laughs> but I'm I'm doing better today. That's for sure. All right. Well, that's good. this is a good question. So I, I want to see if you can get this. Which Old Testament prophet would rejoice even though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines? Well, I, w- I looked up. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it Haggia? No, but the other H one.
0: Well, there's Hosea and Habakkuk. That's it right there. It's Habakkuk.
1: Yeah, it's Habakkuk because it's a 317. I think it's 317 is what Joanne uh, sent off to me, and it's like, listen, this is the thing to remember. This guy is like going, hey, even if there's the fig tree's not budding and there are no grapes, I'm still going to I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to rejoice. But yeah, it's Habakkuk because Haggai's hard to say, but Habakkuk is is a lot harder yeah. to say. So that's what it was. Well, I'll continue to pray for you. Oh, thanks, brother. Pray that I'm not such a, uh, uh, a buffoonie-spoonie. That would be good. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, thank man. you, brother. God bless you. All right. Great job by Gary. Gary's always just got it there, but he's all right. So this so, is so, Hosea, Haggai, or you know, Habakkuk, 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 Habakkuk. See, that's why I did that, because Habakkuk, Habakkuk. All right. It's funny. We'll take our break and come back. When you hear the end of this, it'll just blow your mind. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon experience. So there's teaching in the church. Most of you, if you're familiar with the shepherding movement, just so you can know, Bob Mumford and Derek Prince, people who were uh, influential in the church, came up with this idea, the shepherding movement, that the the shepherd is responsible for the people, and because the shepherd is responsible for the people, the shepherd should have authority to help them make decisions in life. Initially, the idea is good in the sense of making good decisions, moral decisions, so on and so forth, but it quickly grew into abuse. where people were making decisions about relationships, jobs, locations of living, uh, how much they were giving, the whole nine yards, okay? Pastor Ken was a huge fan of the shepherding movement. He just didn't know it was called the shepherding movement. He just liked the control. So he would say to us, Touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. You can't speak against me. It's okay that you took down the rabbi, but you can't do that to me. Let me give you, I'm going to read you a scripture. I'm going to show you where the error is so that everybody can understand how deep the fallacy goes. This comes out of Psalm 105, and this is verse 8. And I'm going to show you something that a lot of people won't show you because they don't understand the word context. Verse 8 in Psalm 105, he has remembered his covenant forever. The word which he commanded to a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham, his oath to Isaac, then confirmed it to Jacob, to Israel. To who? To Israel as is an everlasting covenant, saying to you I will give the land of Canaan and the portion of your inheritance when they were only a few in people very few, and strangers in it. And they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people. He allowed no one to oppress them, and he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, do not touch my anointed one and do my prophets no harm. In context, touch not my anointed ones and do my prophet no harm, is all the people of Israel. And God was telling all these different uh, Gentile nations, don't touch my people. Don't touch my people. You touch my people. You're going to be in trouble. Bad, bad, bad. Don't do that. I'll blow you up. I mean, this is like that kind of thing. And what the pastors have done is they've taken that verse out of context, even though it refers to the people of God. And you think, well, wait, 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 are you telling me it's not the leaders? Touch not my anointed one. Christ means anointed one. Christians is anointed ones. Specifically, that passage is about people who don't believe in God touching God's people. That's exactly what it's got. Nothing to do with a pastor by himself. And
2: if you can't shout-
1: Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 The Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM770 The Truth Station here in Texas, where we are on our very last segment. I mean the show's almost over. Good to see you. Good to see you, Dynamite D.
0: Go so fast, but we have a lot of fun with it though.
1: Yeah, I think we do. All right, here we go. Trivia. Now there are two decent answers. Do not freak out. There's two decent answers. What? would did noah use to build his ark okay what would did Noah use to build his ark what would two decent answers I'm just okay All right. uh nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero you can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three or send an email to David at he must increase.org. I have a great joke. Sorry. Got to got to do it. I didn't drive all this way to do the teachings and not to do this joke. Okay? <laughs> you ready for this? Now, this is a long it's a longer one. So you have to decide at the end. Okay? Now listen. Listen to the joke, okay? Three very not-smart not guys just died, and they're at the pearly gates of heaven. St. Peter tells them if they could, that they can enter into the gates if they can answer one simple question. St. Peter asks the first man, what is Easter? The man replies, well, that's easy. It's the holiday in November where everybody gets together, eats turkey, and is thankful. Wrong, said St. Peter, and proceeds to ask the second man the same question. What is Easter? The second man replies, no. Easter's the holiday in December where we put up a nice tree, exchange presents, and celebrate the birth of Jesus. St. Peter looks at the second man, shakes his head in disgust, and then he looks at the third man and asks, what is Easter? The third man smiles and looks at St. Peter right in the eye. He says, I. I know what Easter is. Easter is the Christian holiday that coincides with the Jewish celebration of Passover. Jesus and his disciples were eating at the Last Supper and his, and was later deceived and turned over to the Romans by one of his own disciples. The Romans took him and crucified him and stabbed him in the side, made him wear a crown of thorns, and he was hung on a cross. He was buried in a nearby cave that was sealed off by a large boulder. Every year the boulder is moved aside so that Jesus can come out and if he sees his shadow, there'll be six more weeks of winter. <laughs> come on, folks. He sees his shadow. There'll be six more... <sighs> Don't tell me that's not funny. <laughs> If you're offended, just that knob that's on the right, okay, it's not the volume knobs, the other one. <laughs> just just change that. All right, folks, here's your here's your trivia question <laughs> They move the boulder every year, and if Jesus sees his shadow <laughs> there's six more Okay. Uh, what wood did Noah use to build his ark? If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. the uh, text 214 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Joanne and Cordelia did you get four pow-pows today. That is very, very good work. Here's the rest of the text as we... Get set to enter. So we were just talking about the people of Tyre and Son, and they were talking about how great uh, Herod was, Herod Agrippa, and how what a wonderful, how he looked nice. He was dressed in his knot to the nines. He sat on his throat, made a speech. Verse 22, the people gave him a great ovation, shouting, It's the voice of a god, not a man. Verse 23, New Testament. Chapter 12, New Testament, Book of Acts. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Just... I'll read it again. It's almost like you don't need to comment because you know exactly what's being said. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. People that try to take away the glory that is due to God, the praise that is due to God, will be smitten. Yep, I did use that word. They will be Killed and they will be cast aside for all eternity. You bet. You think, well, David, does that apply to governmental structures? You bet. People that enhance that, encourage that, them too. Remember, they were showing shouting, It's the voice of a god. And he did not lift his hand and point to the sky. He just pointed to himself because he thought he deserved it. He thought he was worthy of it. He thought he was that good. And he didn't give praise and glory to God, and God struck him with a sickness, and he died, and he was consumed by worms. It's just like so disgusting. This is what happens when God is robbed of his just praise. And you think, wow, well, it's a good thing that's the Old Testament. Wrong. New Testament. In fact, the next verse says, but God's good news, whose good news? It's God's good news, was spreading rapidly and there were many new believers. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission in Jerusalem, they returned to Antioch taking John Mark with them. Let me explain to you what the Lord is making clear to the New Testament church. Glory and praise and honor and acknowledgement go to God, not people. There are many wonderful, wonderful ministers. And by grace, many of them have not had major slip-ups like other ones. But none of them, not one of them, not me, not you, not anybody in your family is worthy of praise the way that God is worthy of praise. And nobody takes the praise away from God. No nation, no people, no group, no anything. Do you know why Satan is stuck on earth? Do you know what? Well, that's the stupidest thing in the world is the people that are Satan is going, oh, he's going to win. He's going to win. If he's going to win, let's see if he can leave the earth. Go ahead. Let's see. Oh, what? He can't? Oh, I guess he's stuck there. Huh? Oh, okay. And being stuck there, you want to know why he's stuck there? You want to know why he's going to suffer? You know why he's going to get judged and why he's going to be punished? Because he tried to take away praise from God. The Lord does not take kindly to people stealing or attempting to steal his praise. And that's where we should recognize God. We, there should be a reverence. Like, ooh, yeah, wrong territory. You want to have fun with I have fun with God all the time. When I pray, I talk to God just even more direct than I'm talking to you folks. But when there's those holy moments, the holy hush, that's what I call it, the holy hush, I know he's the king, and everything is surrendered to him, and we lay everything at his feet. There is no other king but our king. Nobody, no being, no entity, no existence is worthy of the praise that God is worthy of. And when people accept other people's worship, especially in the realm of fame, they are sealing their eternity. Like, You yeah. know? Careful. That's serious territory. And God does not play around there. Get it? All right. Okay, what wood did Noah use to build his ark? Either of these answers would have been okay. It could be cypress wood or gopher wood. The great thing about using the gopher wood is when God said to Noah, go for the wood there and go for the wood there. See, go for it. <laughs> That's right.
0: That was your funniest one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, D. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True station here in Texas. Taking a short break, 22 and a half hours, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
2: Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame.